Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. I am JR Man, your white dad. And oh my gosh, it's mad. Stop, and I'm the black daughter here. Thank you very, 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 very much. <laughs> Mia is always like, Dad, Dad, Dad. Dad, I want to go to the church at 9 o'clock, Dad. I'm sipping his tea. We're going to spill some tea on you guys. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about fear. Fear is the most frightful motion in I, the world. I thought you were going to... No, gonna... no, we're going to talk about fear. Sorry, go ahead. You and then we're going to talk about going on a plane, because guess what? I'm going on a plane. Uh, like, I think next weekend. No, not next weekend. Two weeks. November 9th. I'm going on well, a plane by <laughs> myself. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the story is you're going on a plane by yourself. That's a big deal. Yeah, and we're going to talk about fear and anxiety um, because I've never been on a plane by myself. i always been on a plane with my white dad, my white mom. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, before we got on the big podcast, she was like, Dad, I don't want to do a podcast today. I don't, I don't want to do anything. I want to sit in my room and be on the phone all day. Dad, dad. Stop. All right. Uh, okay, so we want to talk about fear. So a lot of uh, a lot of our household, and you know, I of course I say this. It, it everybody has fear, and so I'm constantly preaching to Mia, constantly preaching to Angel, our middle boy, and constantly preaching to the youngest, and die, and I'm preaching to myself uh, about about doing it afraid because human beings we're quite susceptible to allowing fear to control our lives, run our lives, and be our lives. Now, I'll ask you, 17-year-old black daughter, is... With a fro on right now. I finally have a fro, you guys. <laughs> do you... Talk to me about, about fear, because it really does... It can do nasty things to you, because I've watched you. What, what does fear do to you? I sweat. I have anxiety, like major anxiety, that I shake. Um, and do I act mean? I don't know if I act mean. Well, I think there's a, there's a part of fear, yeah, that can trigger, that can trigger an anger response for sure. Like fear, anger and fear walk hand in hand a lot of times. A lot of times when you get afraid, the next emotion is usually anger <laughs> for real. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we all, we all have that to certain degrees. Some people, you know, like we've talked about can have, you know, fear that boils into uh, anger, like right away, like your dad. And you've seen me do that. You, I get afraid for, you know, let's just say, let, let's take an easy one. Remember when you went to, uh, what was it, homecoming a couple of years ago? And you, you know, gave me the BS about who you were going with. Remember that? Oh, yeah. He's like now one of my great homeboys. Okay, so... um so Mia goes to uh, the homecoming and, and kind of sneaks below the radar, like who she's going to go with and, and win. So in, in this story about me, it's not you. I'm not killing you. So relax. I can see you getting all crazy right away. But for me, a fear, I immediately went to fear. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going to happen. And I got afraid of that your- became That you became meanie. Yeah, but I, that became super, super angry. So I got super, super amped up. So yes- Yes, yes is the question. That fear and anger walk, walk hand in hand. Now, when you say you sweat and you get anxiety, like give us more of a specific, you know, don't be so general. Like help, help people understand, like when you're in that kind of anxiety, does this have to do with like, because a lot of times you start sweating when we're just, you know, talking about how you're feeling because feelings 
can can get us afraid like right like if we're feeling you know high senses of of even joy people can get afraid of that like it's going to go away and never come back again or if we're feeling kind of depressed we get worried that it's going to be like that all the time has that been your experience Mm, yeah well that's a hard one yeah okay so what so what generally I i like sweat about almost about like everything like Thinking about, like, my past, friends, people, like, all that kind of stuff. I start sweating about that. I start sweating about getting good grades and stuff. I start sweating about, uh, I don't know, just about anything, really. And and so you think that that might be a a factor of that might be the fact of how you came into the world before we got you that kind of stuff. Yep. Also so give me can you give me an example of like was there one trigger point? Can you look back on one trigger point in your past that like you go, "Oh my gosh, that that was so it made me so afraid or it gave me so much fear, it gave me so much anxiety and worry that whenever you're triggered into that like, you know, if somebody says, hey, you got to get your homework done or just simple stuff, right? Because simple stuff can get you going. Was there one was there one thing that you can think of or no? I don't know. You don't. I don't remember anything. I just when I get like fear, like and angry and when I sweat and when I feel like throwing up and my heart like. Is being so hard that it wants to like pop out of my chest. <laughs> um, I go blank. Like everything is black. I don't remember anything. Do you sense that it's getting better? Like, are you getting better at handling fear, or do you feel like maybe it's? I mean, you tell me. It still feels the same. It still feels the same. Now, from a guy who's known you for eleven years, I can say. Just because sometimes it's hard to see our own journey sometimes unless we hover above it a little bit and talk through it with somebody like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But I can say I think you've gotten a hell of a lot better at it since I first met you. How? Well, t- well, I mean, d- dude, I'll give you a couple clear, clear ways. So when I first got you, you didn't trust me or mommy <laughs> to save your life. I mean, we couldn't change Zian or Angel's diapers. And for those of you who this is your first time into the, into into White Dad Black Daughter, I I adopted Mia and her two brothers eleven years ago. And Mia was seven, six. How old how old were you? I was six. Okay, so I, I adopted six. her at six. So and Mia took care of the, her two little brothers, like literally kept them alive. So you wouldn't uh, you had a real hard time with mommy and I changing their diaper. Like you Oh yeah, and that would like Stand in the hallway or something and watch. Yeah, you would like, at some point, you would sometimes get right over the top of us to make sure that we were doing it right. Or if we fed them food, you were like, <laughs> you were like, all like, what are you cooking for? Why are you cooking that? Oh, I don't remember asking those questions. Did well, I ask those? Well, yeah, you, you can ask, what, what, what do you mean? What, like, did I ask, like, what'd you cook for them? No, it wasn't like you, it wasn't that you asked, like, hey, what'd you cook for them? It was like you were really watching protectively. Like, like again, like, there was fear in you that mommy and I, because we're brand new to your life, and of course, you know, all of us being joined together, the five of us, the first time. Like, remember, it was like, one day we didn't know you, and then the next day we did know you, and, and we had been several adults in your life. So, trusting adults wasn't wasn't it because most adults 
most adults hurt you guys at that point. So the fear, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying the fear early on in our relationship was like raging. Like you were afraid that we, not only we were going to do something to your brothers, but we were going to do something to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so this is just me over the last 11 years. I've seen you get really, really great at being able to walk through the fear. Like with everything you do. I mean, from like, you know how you volunteer at that job? Yep. Dude, what, you didn't want anything to do with going down there the first time, remember? Yeah. And why was that? Because I was scared. I was having fear. Yeah. And, but you walked through it, and now? And now and what? And guess what? And I get free clothes. I get free food. I get, I get so many great things. I get love in there, like... Like, they just love me. Like. Okay, so, so but let, and let's fill people in. Because of this new gig that you have, and mm. you, were totally, you were totally scared to do it, but as a result, here's what happened. As a result, you get free stuff, you get great relationships with the people that work there, yeah. and you actually want to go back. Like, now you're like, I can't wait to go back. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, you know what I mean? So so that that is a great thing for you to look back on and go, "Oh my gosh, I walked into it with fear, but now the fear's dissipated, right? The fear's gone, right? Or yes yeah. or no?" No, yeah. Okay. All right, so then what's your advice to other people then? Like 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 if other teenagers are listening, face your fear. Face your fear. It, and it'll be hard or no? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, so then let's go to let's go to this trip. Let's go to this trip. Okay, so I no, and you don't gotta tell everybody everything because everybody, you know. Again, so what do I? Okay, I'm I mean, going there, I mean, out of state. Yeah, like like we I'm don't want to. Here's people. what we don't want to do because of the crazy people on the internet. You know how we na- renamed the people last week? Yeah, we'll, Re- we'll do that. Rename the city, rename the state, and rename the people. Okay. And, 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 and don't going... do the and don't do the who the person knows thing either. Rename everything. Okay. Because there's crazy people out there. <clears throat> So I'm going to, um, hold on, I'm trying to think of Let, a name. Let's say you're going to Maine. Tell everybody you're going to Maine. No. <laughs> I'm going to Faloop, and um, I'm seeing um, Karate Khan. <laughs> no, that's too, people, people are not going to be able to keep up with this story. Karate Yeah, Karate So So you're saying so, you're going to Faloop de Voop. Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops. I'm going to Fruit Loops. Okay, so Fruit Loops is a city. Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just just tell people about just tell people about about the uh, about the. I'm going the fi- to Fruit Loops because. Okay, so t- so the city you're going to is what? Fruit Loops. Okay, so you're going to Fruit Loops, the city, and you're going to see Frank. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to Fruit Loops to see Frank. And and here's the thing, right? This is a huge opportunity for something you want to do in the future. It's makeup. Yeah, so this all has to do with hair, makeup and esthetician. Be- yeah, Mia wants to Mia wants to go to Hollywood and be you want to be a professional makeup artist. Yeah. And you'd like to do it in film and TV. Yeah, that would be so much fun. <laughs> Um, so earlier in the, earlier in the year or last year, you had the opportunity to go to the Paramount studios cause we have a gr- great friend that works there and they got to tour you around and you were already into hair and makeup, but once you hit the studio lot, you were like, ah, oh, this is, I'm in on this. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now fast forward to, uh, over the summer, I have some dear friends that live in Fruit Loop. 
<laughs> and they were like, look it, let us host Mia. And we know, uh, we know some people in the business. And someone is adopted as well. So yes, that's right. Mia, uh, likes, look, here's the deal. When you're an adopted kid and you can speak for yourself, I'm just, I'm just, I'm observing when you're an adopted kid, you like to talk to the other adopted people, particularly those who are adults, uh, to, to see how it goes through. So she's got this wonderful opportunity, uh, to fly out to a different city and go uh, with somebody in the business who's pretty big. This is a pretty big deal, right? I mean, this person's like, yeah, um, and to kind of learn from, from them about, about the business. But you, although excited about the trip, are afraid of... How I'm excited about the trip. I'm just really having full-on anxiety about the airport. Okay, the airport. Wait, can I say the name? Yeah, you can say the name. San Diego. Yeah. You okay. Just did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, San Diego Airport. It's like the most favorite place I like in the world. Now, now wait a minute. Explain wait, wait, to people wait. why that is, because that's okay. Because it feels like I'm like in the city, bunch of people around. I don't know. It just makes me feel good and. Over there. Anyways, I'm going to the San Diego airport by myself, going through the security by myself, going on a plane by myself, trying to figure out where my gate is by myself. And I'm having huge anxiety right now about me losing my tickets or going the wrong way. But I know what to do, though. Looking at, like, the signs, looking at my ticket or the clock. And making sure I'm going the right way. So, and also to add a little bit more oomph to the story, you have a connecting flight, which means you got to fly from here to another city, get off that plane, get on another, and then fly to the final city. And I know that's goofing you up too. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't like asking for things, so I keep my mouth shut. Okay, now, and what is that? Why don't, why don't you think you like asking for stuff? What is that all about? I don't know. Yeah. I totally forgot because we had this talk before. I... Yeah. Well, I mean, you learn to survive at one level at some time in your life. So you're like, yeah, I can. I was pretty much an adult when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so asking for things not now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like when you, like you tell me. I think it's a bad thing for me. So you, so you think asking for things is a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah, and what am I going to say about that? Mia, you need to ask for stuff, okay? <laughs> okay? Asking for stuff is good. We can get you the stuff, like the haircut. We waited. You did not get a haircut for a year, which, by the way, that is a true story. I didn't ask for a haircut for a year. And my dad's like, oh, Mia, you need to get a haircut. It's okay for you to ask, okay? Do I do I sound? That's how I sound. I can't do um 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 in a male's voice. So I'm trying my best to do a male's voice. Okay, so very good. High five on that. Okay, great. Um, so, <laughs> so you're learning to ask for things. Mm-hmm. And does asking for things help take away the fear, though? Yeah. 
It does. It really does. So another great point in fear and like plowing through it is to be able to really ask for things and go, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not even like you think you need help, but it's just the fact that you're like identifying something that you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And then stepping and stepping through it because there really isn't anything wrong with like helping people understand what you need. Or do you think there's something wrong with that? I don't know. So let's say, okay, so so as we go through the experience of going to the airport, which is an intimidating thing. And remember, oh, yeah. e- even adults, even adults are intimidated by the airport. My dad's a pro at going at the airport. Like, he's like so chilling. I'm like so freaking out and sweating. And sweating. So even some adult, but you know, you know, I've been nervous on some flights. Like when I fly international, you know, like that freaks me out. Did you know that? Why does that freak you out? You're the most chillest guy out there. Well, I mean, when you fly international, it's like the passport, the customs. Like, there's all these steps you have to get through that I feel like I'm constantly being judged or valued. And so that kind of freaks me out because you want to do the right thing to be able to get on the plane. So, yes, I, even me, because I know you look at me and you go, oh, you don't have any fear. I've got, I totally have fears. I got crazy fears. I just told you how I had a fear about your safety during that homecoming. And, yes, occasionally I do. You know I get afraid when we all fly. When the five of us fly, you know I get afraid? No. I do. I get fearful. What are some of the things that I may be af- afraid about for the five of us to fly? Losing the ticket. Losing the tickets. Yeah, losing the tickets. Going How- on the wrong gate. Going on the wrong gate. Yes, what else? What else do you think? Um, How about losing one of you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because we, we know this guy named Zian who likes to take off and just to start wandering. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Okay, so... That's what I want you to know. I want you to know that other people have fears just like you. So you're not going to be the only person in the airport that day that's got fear. Did you, did you ever think about that? No, I just thought about me because I'm doing this by myself and I'm going through the security by myself. My dad's dropping me off at the security by myself. I got to do the stuff by myself. Yeah. And so sometimes life, sometimes life demands... You wouldn't let me get a guardian over watching in me. <laughs> Say, to explain that to everybody. Uh, the, the woman or the male that helps who... Uh... <laughs> okay, so the, when you're 17, you may fly without, without a guardian and without the assistance of the airline. So they gave me the choice. They said, do you want somebody to walk me through the process and to kind of be their guardian and get, them on the next, get her on the next plane? And I said, absolutely not. This is something that you got to do by yourself. That's a tough cookie. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so number one, I want you to know, it's, it's in, in the process of fear, it's okay to ask for what you need, but, and it's also, it's also good for you to start recognizing that other people around you are just as afraid. And I'm going to be 18 next year, so he wants me to be more like an adult since I'm going by myself. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel that on this trip? <laughs> I feel like I'm two years old. Okay, good. All right, so... Um, so either way, you're going, and you're going to walk through your fears. So, okay, so last, so last big question. Last big question. How do you think you're going to feel once you land in Fruit Loop? And who did, we say, who did we say you're meeting? Frank. Okay, once you land in Fruit Loop and Frank picks you up, how do you think you're going to feel when you get in that car and start oh, driving? Oh, happy. So happy and relieved. So what's the payoff to walking through fear? Got to do what you got to do. But how do you, how are you gonna feel? Like what's like again? Like you're gonna feel amazing you, after that, and then 
when you fly back, like you, you'll be like, oh, it's no big deal at all. Yeah, so I know you well enough to know that by the time you get back to San Diego from Fruit Loop, I'll you, be like, ooh, I want to do it again. Ooh. You're going to want your own jet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so great. So those are great, great lessons. Number one, we all have fear. Number two, you got to walk through it. Number three, it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask. For help. It's okay to ask for help. And, and num- open your mouths up. I got to learn how to open my mouth. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because when you're afraid, man, it silos us. It makes us want to not talk. And that's the, that's the killer thing about fear. Fear is silos people from other people and we can't let that happen we cannot let that happen in fear and the big and i think one of the biggest ones and i want you to concentrate on this one of the biggest one is to make sure that you look around that airport and you go there are other people in here that are just as intimidated by this process as me you know what i'm saying yep okay i gotta figure out my outfit because i have no idea and i'm wanting to look popping while i'm on that plane yeah, what's my other rule about flying and what and what you wear? What do I tell you? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> okay, my dad, if you were his daughter or son, and if he ever sees you wear pajamas <laughs> or joggers that looks like sweatpants or sweatpants, he will be mad at you. Like, he would have we would have like a huge argument about it. Like, my mom doesn't even like it. Like that dad always has to control over the looks. You gotta look no, no, good. No, but it's no, only no, on the plane. No, no, no it's no. this is you a plane always, rule. Wait, I'm not finished. I'm, is, not, okay. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. You gotta look good while you're on the plane because then if you do look good, you get some, you know, some yes, some ladies looking at you. No, that is not that. Yes. That nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't, I want everybody in the family to look professional. I think you need to look professional when you hit the plane. I don't, I don't want, listen to me. The, my biggest thing is like, you don't go on a plane wearing pajamas and joggers and like a sweatsuit. You go on the plane because, you know, you're, you're part of the human I race. I literally don't have anything nice. Like, I want to get, like, a t-shirt. You're full of crap. I'm not full of crap. I have a lot of old-fashioned clothing that I get from the thrift, the the place I work at. (laughs) You almost said thrift store. It's okay to let people know you work at the thrift store. Yeah, I work at a thrift store. I know, but here's the deal. You like to dress retro, so you, like, your your whole thing is, like, I want to dress like I'm in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. So, so again, like if you dress like you're in the '80s and you look popping, I'm all about that. But you ain't wearing pajamas oh, and sweatpants. I'm gonna get my pants. baby hairs on fleek. I'm gonna wear my running jacket. I'm gonna wear my baggy pants. Like my dad. My dad. Um. Um. He doesn't. He doesn't get about the baggy pants. He doesn't get about the froze back in the day. He doesn't get. He doesn't get the nice old fashioned looking. I don't. Stuff. I don't care if you have a fro or you wear baggy pants. You, you got. You gotta look. You gotta look good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, th- thank you very much for joining White Dad and Black Daughter. Uh, hey, if uh, if anybody needs me, I am Jr. at jrman.com. If you want some fashion tips, please DM me on Instagram. <laughs> or text me if you know me. That'd be great. If you need a life coach, spiritual director, or a mentor, or somebody, you can go on jrman.com and check out uh, what I do. I do this for a living. I don't just actually sit around and just talk to Mia on the microphone all day. No, I also have a website, too. It's called Mia Isabella Rose <laughs> is the best person in the world. <laughs> dot com. XOXO. Kisses and hugs. Make sure you DM me. I'll appreciate it. 
0250. And the last request we have is if you are listening on iTunes, which we love you if you are, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, do us a favor, like it, rate it, and review it. Like it, rate it, review it, please. That would help us out uh, very much as we get the uh, uh, white daddy, black daughter up and running. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I like the interracial um, couple. Okay, so the interracial couple is the um is like um a white male and a black female dating. It's great. It's awesome. It's something I you love just, it. You just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. What so, do you call it again? I call it the interracial. It's interracial. Interracial. Okay. All right. All right. That's how you say it? All right. We love you, good people. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.